Welcome, thank you for tuning in to the Sports by Fry podcast. Once again, my name is Fry, back with JLo today on a Monday, not a Sunday. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to record yesterday, but we are back on Monday. How are you on this fine Monday afternoon, Jacob? Good, mate. It's uh, good to be uh, doing this on a Monday instead of a Sunday. Yeah, feel a bit fresher yeah. on Monday. Yeah, it's a good way to get me through the Monday as well. You know, it's never easy. Absolutely, so. Mondays are a bit of a grind. Uh, my <laughs> AFL fantasy team was a bit of a grind over the weekend. I thought yeah. I was in for a uh, a big week. Wasn't meant to be. Although we did kind of flag. Remember on Thursday, I did say I had a gut feeling that something was going to go wrong. Oh, so yeah. yeah, there are a few bits and pieces that didn't go according to plan for me. Um, I think first time ever you beat me this week. Yeah, might, might be. There maybe is one other week in there, but yep, I managed to top you this week. Only, well, I got 2-1, pretty much. Yep, well, so, I uh, did not get 2-1, so well done. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Yep, it's good, uh, good to see most of the boys put together a solid performance and get me through. Yeah, nice. We uh, watched, as per usual, every weekend, quite a bit of the footy. Um, watched, I watched about half the Dockers game. wasn't a great contest against the D's, but the Giants-Eagles uh, game, that was a bit of a ripper, wasn't it? It was pretty good. Got uh, pretty heated towards the end. Always uh, pretty pretty tight, which was good. Good to see Nick Nat get up and about, sort of respond to the critics. So Yeah, what was um, probably the best thing from my point of view was to see you guys win without Kennedy and Darling. because. Oh, yeah, it hasn't looked like you were capable of kicking a winning score, but yeah, you managed to grind it out. So yeah, that's a welcome W for you boys. I think that puts you you know, right back in top four mix. Needed so, it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, much needed for sure. Um, plenty of other sport going on. We haven't actually sat down since um, free agency started, believe it or not. Right. I think maybe day one had just ended or something. I can't really remember. Maybe. I can't even remember what I did three yeah, days ago. Sure. So last Sunday's a long way off, but... Yeah, we'll break down uh, all the deals from free agency that have come to fruition, talk a little bit more NBA stuff. The summer league's on, yep. always an exciting time of the year. Yeah, not a lot going on in Denver, Michael Porter injured, so uh, it's kind yeah. of... Yeah, uh, doesn't make it for the, fun viewing. Yeah, really. random third-year rookies, um, Malik Beasley and stuff like that. So, uh, But there's a few big players playing quite well, mm-hmm. so uh, a lot of big men playing really well for once, which yeah, is nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it's funny, I've actually uh, been very invested in this year's Summer League, because uh, I'm going to have to be, because these types of players are the ones that are going to be coming through the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers basketball factory uh, these days, unfortunately. Different, yes. Different outlook on uh, my NBA uh, fandom. Anyway, plenty of stuff to talk about. I might touch on the UFC and the World Cup as well. Massive weekend of sports. So let's dive right in. First thing um, I think that we should chat about is the free agency. Right um, I think, yeah, surely we talked about the stuff that actually happened on the first day. Because I think we already talked about Will Barton's contract. Perhaps. Because um, yeah. that was almost one of the first ones signed. So yeah. that was uh, signed almost at the stroke of midnight about uh, eight only days ago. signed it today, funnily enough. Yeah, I don't fully understand their deal there. I think they have to wait, like they have a week to clear yeah, waivers or something. Thing that you would need to do all the uh, medicals and stuff. As yeah, well. of course. Yeah. Makes sense. But yes, uh, pretty inactive Cleveland and uh, Denver. Um, NBA free agency in terms of actually grabbing free agents. Yeah, we. I guess well, you guys were very active at the start. Tried to be in stroke at midnight after the first day. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. So LeBron going to LA was he was always the biggest what if what's going to happen. Well, he just um, sent you back to the Stone Age. Didn't yeah, 
Really? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. No, actually, I've always said that part of me was ready for the next chapter after LeBron. Yeah. And yeah. don't get like I saw. I think I've mentioned this already before, but there was a tweet that went out that was talking about how long like past superstars like Magic and Bird right, yeah, and yeah. Jordan and those guys played for like their storied franchises. Yeah. We got eleven years out of LeBron, so can't be greedy. You got a championship, so yeah, I'm actually a bit excited to see just what Colin Sexton can do this year. Maybe he's like a rookie, rookie of the year dark horse if he just you know if we just give him the keys to the. Franchise and he goes on a run. Yeah, I, he would have shot up the rankings as soon as LeBron mm. uh, announced his decision. He looked pretty interesting uh, in summer league. I okay. literally just finished watching. I think it's over now. Um, I stopped watching it. The summer league game. He had about twenty points. Yep. Yep. Um, against the Pacers, Jetty Osman looked good as well. I'm excited to see if he can uh, get a few minutes. So yeah, there's some pieces around. There's there's some pieces, but it's yeah, it's really it's early in the rebuild, really. Like because Love will go probably before the start of next season. I think it makes sense to trade him. Corville will definitely go. Like it makes no sense to hold on to him, and Corville will want out. Yeah, sudden, it's know. not really fair. I was going to say, I wrote an article about trading Kevin Love and gave, I think from memory, six different like teams and scenarios. And one of them was a package where Corva and Love were part of the deal. Yeah. So Send I don't think to it the make... Rockets or something. Yeah, to the Thunder, I said, was a good fit. Um, but yeah, I don't think it makes sense to keep either of them. So And if we bottom out and we finish within the bottom 10, then we get our draft pick this year. If yeah. it's out of the top 10, then no, it goes to Atlanta. That's very important. Yeah, bottoming out will happen. But yes, from an actual spending money perspective, not a lot has happened uh, from the Cavs and Nuggets. But yeah, LeBron's uh, decided to join the Lakers, as every man, woman and dog already knows. But he's got a few interesting uh, characters joining him. What did you think of, firstly... The like as a group, the supporting cast that LeBron got, and then the individual deals. So he signed with, um, they got Rondo and Stevenson and JaVale McGee pretty much straight away, and KCP, and then KCP was because um, he's a clutch client uh, as well. Right. So he got a payday. But yeah, what did you think of the supporting cast that LA's given LeBron? I think it was. Uh, fine because there was already some pretty solid cast intact like if you look at um, you know Lonzo Ball and all those guys who are still there they haven't left Mm -hmm. there's talk about them leaving in the core I think with people I think it's easy to forget oh they're still on the roster you know Um, like they look fine it was never a win this year kind of deal anyway with just LeBron going there like he always knew he needed that piece that might not come this year and I guess now with Boogie leaving um, New Orleans, it's sort of changed it as well. Like it yeah. changes the Le- LeBron's timeline a bit. Um, I think LeBron will just enjoy being out of Cleveland for a bit, to be honest. Man. Yeah, like, it's true. Well, he's played seven straight NBA finals, so he might enjoy a first or second round exit, I, you know, and just give himself of, another two months off. You kind of feel like it might have been a tactical move for that reason. Like, just give myself a year off. While his Warriors are pretty unbeatable still... Um, you know, like, the Cavs were flailing off, you know, like, yeah. they were failing a little bit. So, like, maybe a short season, take some back-to-backs off. Like, don't play 82 this year, LeBron. Nah. Play 65. I um, say the opposite. I reckon this season, you just go balls out during the regular season and go for another MVP. 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't think he's worried about that at all. Nah, probably not. Honest. I just and want to say it. <laughs> I don't think... He, he could win five more MVPs and it wouldn't affect his legacy. Yeah, his up. championships that he needs now. So, it would be fun to see yeah. what he could do if he was just going for it. Yeah, his career. But I think maybe a tactical move to extend it to play with his son, you know? Yeah, I, it was a bit head-scratching to see some of the names pop up on the... Uh, on the Twitter feed is going to the Lakers. Like, There's always make... a lot of those though, isn't there? Like, oh yeah, every year there is. I wrote an article about that as well. Yeah. yeah, every year there's always some characters that end up in weird spots. But yeah, to see Lance Stevenson and LeBron together, that's something that I can uh, confidently say I didn't think would ever happen. Yeah. But Very I mean, all these dudes that they signed are on one-year deals. So who cares? Yeah. It's... I honestly, I totally agree. I couldn't care less what kind of team they structure around LeBron this year. Because next year, there's all these other dudes coming off the books. There's all these contracts coming off the books. There's all these players coming out as well. Mm. It doesn't make sense to, like you said, like go straight away for it. And that was never the plan. And LeBron said, apparently, that he's quite content without having a second star right now. Yeah. They're, very, um, they're in a very similar position as to where the Cavs were when LeBron came back. Like right now, before, before we pull the trigger on the Kevin Love trade. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if it pans out the same way and they trade for Kawhi or, I don't know, someone else, whatever. Um, DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Davis, something like that. Mm. Or if they um, stay the path with these young guys and see how it pans out. Because it's the first time in LeBron's career, really, or since he's become this type of player, that he's going to have a young stars like or young supporting cast so yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna be interesting to see it will be I, I guess he's he's racing the clock a little bit potentially like we always say he's gonna play until he's 45 but he might not like he's probably very aware of that so. I'm pretty sure he's 34 in December yeah he's getting there so you know he's getting that way he's no spring chicken um Chris Paul going back to the Rockets was another big financial uh not bombshell because we all knew that was gonna happen right um, yeah, four years maybe. I guess he wanted he would have wanted one last long one, so he would have gone for that no matter what. This maybe. was probably the wink-wink deal that got agreed to under the table when Chris Paul joined via trade last probably, year, you know, yeah. or something in the form. Something like that. I guess it's never in stone, but yeah, that would have been the plan. Um, a few, few big names... Like moving around, DeAndre leaving the Clippers. Uh, I thought that was yeah, the bad. end of Lob City. Yeah, was, I think it was about time they did it. The Clippers are one of those funny ones that are still kind of in the middle. Like yeah, like I don't yeah, I just I there's no middle in the NBA. Like there's no in room sport, to be, there's no reason to be not in, a, not anymore. Like the, it's the way the NBA is is at the moment. It, like GMs are making these teams that you can blow up in one year, and it's yeah. like there's no loyalty and stuff. It's a bit of a, like it's a pretty savage. Yeah. I think there's it's a bit of a problem. Like it needs addressing. Um, yeah. Because like, and I think what will happen is there will be one team that bucks the trend and locks the, these guys down for like five years each, finds these high character guys, yeah, and then goes on this sort of like Jordan esque town. Not saying they're going to have a Michael Jordan, but like six to eight years just with a stranglehold on the league. It'd be nice to see that. I, I, I think it will. Like, the, the trend has to change at some point. Is this, uh, you just, you try to uh, talk this into existence with the Denver Nuggets now that they've uh, locked Maybe. up Maybe, but, but say, like, in similar, like, situations, like, you could see the Bucks doing that or, or someone yeah, else. Yeah, mate, like, I totally Someone agree. who needs to, especially, like, these small cap teams, like, they don't have the, the pool. Of a I totally agree. Team. It's so hard to do, but... 
you know, I guess Utah that's why we've never man. seen something like it happen before. But well, yeah, it has yeah, happened. Mate. But it has happened in the past. These long contracts. That's how like a superstar. No, I'm saying made. keeping a nucleus around for that many years to be successful for that, like such a long period of time. Usually, as history shows, after like four years or three, yeah, four or five straight seasons, teams tire out. Oh, like yeah, that's the Cavs true. And yeah, but, uh, but the like, Lakers earlier, and yeah, but the just, Celtics have done it, and so have, you know, like the Lakers kind of did it in the eighties. So did the Celt, like the Celtics of the eighties. I meant the sixties Celtics, obviously. Like there yeah. has been teams that have done it. Yeah, like twenty they, years of San. They're like they include. Like players who are top ten players from all time. Yeah, well, but I'm not. But like, you're gonna sign these players to max contracts, assuming that they are those players. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I think hopefully it changes. Hopefully someone gets a stranglehold yeah. because everyone's doing this arms race to beat the Warriors and the way the Warriors are building. So that's the model at the moment. Yeah, like, I guess that's all the way that has to happen is just change a little bit. You know, yeah. like. One other team has to find success in a different way, and then everyone copies, you know? Like it's well, a look, league. Phoenix throwing down the max contract on someone like Devin Booker might yeah. be the start of maybe them doing it, you know? If yeah. Aiton becomes a superstar. and Yep, well, they're in a position so that's a potential to do one. that soon. I guess they're a little bit further behind than, say, yeah. Utah or... Maybe even New Orleans like with Ant Davis if they get a couple of oh, other pieces, well, but they're a bit all over yeah, the shop. Yeah, that's a bit of a different situation. Even you could argue Toronto tried it, didn't work. Yeah, but that's fine. You know, you got to know yourself. Anyway. That's true. Yeah. Um. So with <laughs> long-winded uh, answer, but getting back to free agency, um, are there any? I don't want to say B-grade moves, but almost under the radar moves because I think most of the notable names have gone now. I'd be my big free agency tracker that's on sportsbyfry.com. Still up if you want to uh, check that out. But yeah, I think out of the top 50 free agents that I previewed, there's only about a dozen of them left. But still some big names, but mm-hmm. plenty of others that have been snapped up. So whose uh, contract that's been signed interests you or is intri- intriguing to you? Uh, I think um, whoever signs Avery Bradley, which was the, the Clippers in the end, is always... Like, in for something, I really rate Avery Bradley. Yeah, yeah. I like what he has to offer. So, the Clippers grabbing him, uh, unfortunately, doesn't match up with my idea of what they should be doing. Yeah. But obviously, they have a plan, and it fits in. So, I think they've got a, a pretty wicked pickup in in uh, Avery Bradley. Yeah, I, I rate him as well. Hopefully, you can get healthy, because um, that's what kind of screwed him over a little bit. I think from memory, he missed... Can't don't know the number at the top of my head, but I know that he um, missed chunks of time. So yeah. he probably would have played, if I had to guess, under half the season. So yeah, yeah hopefully he can um, turn back to a good player. But you're right, it doesn't really fit with what the Clippers are trying yeah, to do. It's so. a bit strange. It's like a real head scratcher, but it's a, he's a great player. I, another one I think is really interesting is Kyler Quinn going to the pace. I think it's a really good pickup. Like it won't be one that anyone will probably. Like earmark, but I think yeah. that's a an awesome move for the Pacers. He came out on um, on Twitter, or I think even in front of reporters today, and they were asking him like, know. "Oh, no!" Yeah. They were like, "Oh, why did you want to sign with the Pacers?" Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. like, "Oh, I wasn't about playing for the lottery or something like that." Next next shot year's draft, the, or next year's draft, as yeah, it shot at the Knicks. So, yeah, that is an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sneaky good off season, I think, for Indiana because one of the guys yeah. that um, I found very interesting was the signing of Tyreek Evans. I was very intrigued so, yeah. to see where he went, but 
It's a questionable I, spot. Like what? Uh, it's a one year. It's a good. So one year. I just don't. I think I don't see a lot of value for. Well, that. the reason I think that it's a great signing is because Indiana just lacked other dudes who could get their own basket, and Victor Oladipo, as we saw last year, could do it. But mm. like Darren Collison couldn't really do it. Miles Turner wasn't really ready for a, as big a role as they thought he could handle. Yeah. So if you've got someone like Tyreek, you can even if he gives you like. Six, 17 points and 5 and 5 that's just what they need someone who can hit a 3 you can give him the ball and he can you know create a bit of offence still be a bit of a playmaker mm. yeah I don't think Indiana's going to win the title so it's a nice move to potentially move them another rung up or two um, along with that O'Quinn signing so yeah there's a couple of other interesting moves um, that we could still see plenty of big names still on the board um, Dante Exum got paid yeah, he did. Big Aussie boy. It's, uh, all about, it's all about the up potential upside, which is really questionable at this point. Um, yeah. Sort of expected him to light the world on fire coming in out of his draft, but it never looked like... You, you barely even see the bloke. Like, well, injuries so, have hurt him as well. He's, I think out of all of the potential um, games he could have played, I think he's played about 40%. You know, he had remember he had like a dislocated shoulder and then oh, he like tore weird ligaments. Stuff, so, but he just looks like a kid out there still because he's Does. just never got that game. Like Bambi. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, hopefully he can get some meaningful minutes. Hopefully he can get some meaningful minutes. Let me try that again. It'd be um, nice to see for that that sort of Aussie connection. Yeah. yeah. Utah spend up big on their uh, bench, re-signing Derek Favors as well. Yep. There you go. I, the one that I thought was just a weird signing by the. Grizzlies was Kyle Anderson four years like yeah I didn't really understand the four years 37 like, million as mate well, like. look if you want to give him 37 million over three years even and have a team year, uh, team option in the last year oh, maybe even do that because yeah. apparently there's pressure on uh, the team to go for 50 wins this year try and be successful while they've still got Gasol and Conley apparently it's almost over um, for them isn't it like, like yeah I don't yeah. really know once again that's a team that seems destined to just float in the middle um, especially in the competitive West. Yeah. Um, all right, speed round. I'm going to say a contract or like a player that we haven't talked about. Okay. You're going to give me a quick, just your 15-second thoughts on if it's a bad deal, good deal, good fit, bad fit. All right. All right, and then you can uh, happily return fire because we've got the, uh, the list in front of us. So first one, I'm going to go with Jeff Green signing with the Wizards. Do you think it matters? Not at all. No. Nah. Move on. I, th- I think it'd be interesting if it set up another potential move, if they traded Otto Porter. Yeah. And maybe just use Jeff Green as to eat up some minutes at the three. Yeah. Maybe they could move... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it, I think the Wizards are in a tough spot as well themselves. They're just a nowhere team. And, like, they don't mesh. I think they should trade John Wall. I loved the idea of them getting Dwight Howard because I wanted to see yeah. them with a, another prominent big man. Yeah. Um, I've been saying that for years, so yeah. But I think if this year doesn't go according to plan, then trading John Wall. I think uh, they should do it preemptively before yeah. he loses value. They could still get something massive. You could flip him at the deadline and get a package from all sorts of teams. So. You could, you could arguably like, you could maybe make a case for playing a Donovan Mitchell or something. You know, like yeah. someone who's got that massive potential but like isn't there yet, and like John Wall is still noticeably more valuable. Could you get Andrew Wiggins? Oh, yeah, easily, easily. And, I like, would, some other stuff? Um, you could probably get Wiggins at a number one pick, yeah. let's be honest. Like, especially where the uh, T-Wolves are in the pack yeah. now. Like, it's not as valuable, so... Yeah, definitely. Move. Definitely. 
Um, but yes, in other words, Jeff Green, not relevant. Yeah, fuck off, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Actually, listen to uh, a couple of podcasts with him talking to the road tripping crew, the yeah. Cavs yep. podcast team. He's actually a really nice dude. So I, oh, no, I'm sure. I do love Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, don't really mean get fucked, but yeah, whatever. An yeah, irrelevant so. free agent. Who we got? Um, Aaron Gordon, four years, 84 million with the Magic. Uh, who knows what's going down in in uh, Orlando? Hopefully they put, they're getting they got rid of Vucevic or uh, Biombo already. Yep. Still need to get rid of Vucevic, right? Yep. Is there anyone else cluttering out that front court? Probably. Yeah, that's um, probably someone forgetting. I guess um, what that what it seems like they might be doing is oh, sorry. This isn't a fifteen second thing. <laughs> what they're probably doing is planning on playing Isaac uh, Bam, not Bam, fucking Bamba. Mo Bamba yeah. and Gordon as like a kind of interchangeable front court because they can all kind of guard three positions. Yeah, I agree. Mo, um, uh, sorry, not Mo Bamba. Um, Vucevic comes off the books at the end of this season yeah, too. So, so. so I think that's the way they're going. And it's interesting. So actually, I'm, I'm pro Gordon signing. I wasn't yeah. at the start, but now I've thought about I it. I was pro Gordon signing because even like with the salary cap projected to spike a bit, it's actually a pretty like what tradable contract. It's tw- you get about twenty million a year, okay. similar yeah. to the Zach Levine contract. Four for eighty, yeah, that's not so bad. Yeah, which um, is the next one I want to talk about. A lot of people giving the Bulls and the Kings shit for the Zach Levine deal. I think four years, eighty million. What the Kings offered someone coming off an ACL is a bit risky, but yeah, it's risky. But I think um, the but Bulls, yeah, what are you, what are the Bulls on that? are so far from even being competitive I think it's fine to offer him that like he, you could move it if it if it's really shitty if it get if he doesn't bounce back at yeah. all um, but I think they kind of have to double down on the the move that they made to get those two who they trade for Jimmy right and um, Chris Dunn yeah and Chris Dunn yeah. so Chris Dunn actually looks and Laurie Markin and the pick they got to yeah so it's going to work out but I think they might as well double down on all the three pieces because Levine is still He's still, he might come back. If, I agree. You know, people come back from these. I had him in my fantasy team um, for the whole second half of the year, yeah. and he was awesome. Yeah, that's um, right. You know, played, there was a couple of games where he scored 20 points. He I can reckon, shoot the three really well, and he's athletic. Like, yeah. he's, he's got the potential to be good. You've so. got to pay someone while you're rebuilding through, these er- like through this yeah. era. There's so. no point in having wasted money. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that one. Uh, what do you... <laughs> I'll keep this one short. Okay, what do you think about Julius Randle going to the Pels? I've only got two more. Pretty confusing, but whatever. I like it. I like his skill set next to Ant Davis. It's not bad, but I just I think it's like it's one of those. It's not gonna. It's a drop in a pond kind of thing yeah. in the West, you know. Yeah. Could, it could work, but they didn't get enough young pieces to move when, the needle when Ant Davis was young, yeah. and now they're stuck because he wants to win, but they can't win with who it is yeah. fucked I don't know why they keep throwing money at these people anyway I don't know the peop- why they keep throwing money at the wrong people they New just Orleans need shooters around place. Anthony Davis I've been I would, saying for months I would want yes. to live in New Orleans like I, I, it would, I don't think it would be hard to be like yo like JJ Reddick here's 15 million Gordon, to come and well, yeah. spot up but even like just get these whack players like and this isn't a shot or it is a shot I guess but like Drew Holiday like he's not he's okay had a career year last year, though. Loved uh, Drew playing off yeah, the ball. Yeah, sure. He really good. Yeah, right. But, like, he's not a top... You know, like, he's not going to win you a chip. Like, so get his stupidly big contracts and all these weirdly big yeah. contracts away. Sign one other max contract next to Ant Davis. 
and then surrounding with shooters. Like, I agree that paying Drew Holiday that much was uh, ill-advised. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, who's the last one? Last one. Tony Parker is not playing for the Spurs. After 17 seasons in San Antonio, he signed with Charlotte. For how much again? Two years, 10 mil. That's confusing. It's like, it seems like you might as well just match that as the Spurs, right? Like... I think what five mil a year is not that much. I think what would have happened is he would have got offered that from Charlotte, and I don't think he would have given the Spurs an opportunity to match. After what's happened this season, apparently he's okay. pretty not fed up with the organisation, but he's just like, yeah, it's time for me to go. It was. It's a, just a bit messy there at the moment. I it guess. is. It's so a, bizarre. Going to Queen City is a bit questionable, but all right, whatever. Yeah, um, it's nice to uh, to see Kemba's going to have someone that can back him up. It's actually uh, if Kemba lasts. There, yeah, well, let's be honest. It's funny that I couldn't. I can't see him lasting the summer. Oh, you reckon he'll go like get traded this season? Yeah, at some point he, he's good enough. He's not winning anything there. Like I think he'll just. He, who wants to just play out their years in in a you know this one of the smallest NBA cities? Like, yeah, I, I think, think he'll be over it. I think now. from memory, he's good enough to get a good contract. Yeah, else. I think from memory with um, Tony's contract. I think the second year was a team or a player option. Oh, yeah. The reason I say that is because Kemba also comes off the books this year, so I see. they could really just clean house and Surely. draft a point guard or something. Anyway, yeah, yeah big free agency uh, update, I guess you could say, but um, yeah, not too many names left out on the uh, waiver wire. There's a few though, Clint Capella. Be uh, interesting to see where he lands. Surely he just goes back to. You know Houston, who's though? actually. So I'm just looking now. Who's a really good signing? We won't stay on it for too long. But is um, Bielitsa going mm. to the Sixers? Yeah. I'll just say that, and we can move on. But yeah, that is that, interesting that as well. And out. I think Brook Lopez to the Bucks. Underrated move. Yeah, maybe, perhaps maybe. Yeah, I don't think it'll move the needle again. Yeah, no, but that's it. yeah. Um, Isaiah Thomas still looking for a home as well. Jabari Parker. If if someone could pick up Isaiah Thomas for five mil, so worth the risk. Like, I think Orlando will. Apparently, there was rumours that they were kicking the tyres on it earlier in the week, okay. or like earlier in free agency. But Orlando's pulled a pin on it now. But okay. someone will just offer him five. Yeah, exactly. Orlando or the Knicks or something. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if my team, uh, the Cavaliers, holds on to Rodney Hood. Surely they just give him a qualifying offer or something. Might as, like you say, you've got to pay someone, so might as well pay potentially high upside guys. Yeah. yeah. Give him another year to uh, try and do his thing. Speaking of my team, um, as I mentioned already, I've watched the Fremantle Dockers play the Demons in t- hot Darwin. Humid Darwin. Yep. Was oh, is that where it was? I didn't realise. Tioa, T-I-O Stadium, whatever it's called. Okay. Um, yep, up in Darwin, so... Cavaliers didn't really... Uh, Cavaliers. Freo. Freo didn't really handle the uh, heat that well. He got, no. got pretty mauled. If it wasn't for uh, some inaccurate kicking, I reckon it could have been a lot, lot worse. Sure. I only watched the actual second half, but I was kind of following the first half on my phone. Okay. Um, dozing. I was like, is it actually worth me waking up and getting out of bed to watch this? But did the right thing as a passionate fan, but it wasn't it. pleasant. Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it looked just like a bit of an absolute overwhelming... By the D's. Yeah, just quietly, Frio's got a um, couple of tougher games coming up as well. I thought our run loosened a bit, but yeah, we've got Port next week, and then after that, the Bombers are no easy beats, even though they've got a ton of injuries, and then we've got Hawthorne, and I think off the top of my head, you guys again. So. Yeah, no, you guys are in trouble, let's be honest. Yeah. But it's that's not, good. That, like, it, it's a, hey, it's that's a, a serious it's a chance. Evil. Yeah, it's a serious chance to stop being a middle team. Like, yeah. 
just bottom out, grab a couple of great picks. So you only take two... Some picks take two years to turn around. Yep. Like, you could be back in the granny before... Before Nat Vice hamstrings even reattached. Crazier things have happened. Don't don't know about that one. I'll give it a crack though. Um, Let's not waste too much time about the uh, talking about the Dockers. West Coast Eagles. Back in the mix. Great team win. Third on the ladder now, setting up a mouth watering clash with the Pies at the MCG. Yep, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, Tacey and uh, Hungry Jacks Whopper. Thanks for sponsoring this one, Hungry Jacks. Uh, Good on you, guys. Uh, Get around us. Really appreciated them sending us a Whopper all the way to Toronto. Yeah, good. Well, they have Whoppers here. Burger King has Whoppers. Yeah, no, but Hungry Jacks. We didn't want a Burger King one, so we made Hungry Jacks send us one all the way from Oz. Ah, okay. You sure they didn't just repackage it? Damn it. Didn't think about that one, did Damn you? Damn it. Anyway, no, I'm, I, the Pies game's going to be interesting. I still don't buy the Pies for some reason. Yeah, okay. Like, even though you look at their team, they've got some awesome players. That I just feel like they're propped up by a bit too much youth. So hopefully, next week, West Coast can uh, really take care of them, especially if those big forwards come back. I think as soon as those forwards come back, like, it's warning, like, panic stations for the rest of the comp, if you're yeah. being honest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I... Good to see Gaffy still cleaning up. Shuey back to his clearance, like game clearing best. So I'm calling it now on July the 9th. Everything is set up perfectly for you guys to run through the flag. Well, because was, yeah. you guys went on the early big winning streak. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's starting to now come back into the fold. It'll take probably another two or three weeks for everyone to be healthy. And then you've got about a month of the season where you can make sure you get the right players right. Then. Bang, launch in the finals. Yeah. Probably finish second, third. You never top want to, four at you least. almost don't want to finish with the minor premiership because it's a bit of a target on your back in a funny way. You know, like it's just that extra ammo for a finals team to get up over you. You kind of forget a little bit about it now, though, considering the last two teams that won the flag were like sixth and seventh. That's but true. You're right, the number one. Like, you know who won the minor premiership. Yeah. You don't know who the difference between second, third, and fourth. So exactly. you're right, it does put a target on their back. A little bit, so. I, I, actually, it's interesting you say how easy... Well, not easy, but how West Coast is set up to be able to just sweep to a genuine, possibly a flag. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, is this the worst year? And I'm thinking about writing, writing something about this and actually maybe even releasing it to anyone who wants to listen. Yep. Is this the worst year of AFL we've seen? Like, when you really think about it, like, usually there's, like, a few teams that are, like, really scary. Like, this is so open. And I look at Richmond and I'm like... I think Richmond... I watched the Richmond-Adelaide game and they floored Adelaide. I reckon Richmond's the team to beat and I have them as well. No, of course. Of course there's a team to beat. I think they're the scary team. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not arguing that they're not the best team in the league or whatever. But, like, are they... Like, they have comparatively, like, as the best team in the league, probably the worst best team in the league we've seen for a while. If you ask me, if I think back in the last 20 years, like... I don't know. It's tough to pinpoint because... I get what you're saying. Like you're yeah. saying that them at their peak isn't as it good as some of the, like the last whole, premiership teams. It just feels like the league as a whole this year is just not as competitive, and it's just not. It's just not a great. I year disagree. Of I disagree. I, I think it's more competitive. Sorry, it is more because, because it's so open. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, sorry, but it, in terms of like actual quality, it just feels I don't like know. it yeah, just feels like there's a, point. a lot of a lot of power missing. Usually there's guys you can look to and go, oh, these guys are going to light it up. Or I, don't know, gonna... I don't know if it's a, a lack of talent 
that is the reason that the competition's so close. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see over There's the next month. And stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah. be interesting to see over the next month if like. I don't know, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Sydney, like someone like that just goes back. Or well, the someone Eagles. will. If, Eagles. Yeah, no, you're right. Someone will. But if there's if there is two or three teams that emerge and we're like, oh, these are the teams that can maybe challenge yeah. Richmond. Because even, you're right, at the moment, like looking at the ladder, I don't really know Port Adelaide's and you boys are probably who I have tied for the second best team. Outside of that, I don't I'm not a believer in Collingwood. That's Sydney's right. got injury worries. Melbourne are all over the place. Like people, Geelong are seven. You look at it, you're like, people were tipping Collingwood, West Coast, um, probably someone else in there. Actually, maybe not. Like, But the ruse are competitive. Like, People were missing these teams who might win the premiership. Yeah. As they were picking these teams to miss the f- finals. Like, you know. I tipped North to win the spoon. Yeah. You, would, you, picked, you said Buckley wouldn't have a job like uh, <laughs> Yeah. I said they should in, fire Buckley. You know, and he's sitting second on the ladder. I just seriously, even if West Coast won it as a West Coast fan, say West Coast win this year, I would be like, I think that's the worst team to, to win an AFL premiership. Like, well, maybe not the worst. I'm sure there's some random team. Yeah. But like, I'm just so not convinced of the quality of any team in the league. And I think that's like the first time I can say that. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, train of thought. And look, to be honest, I don't really off the top of my head have a, a, a solid defence. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, but, um, it's, something, it's an avenue I'm thinking about Well, really diving into yeah, it. Yeah, is it actually the worst? It'll be interesting to see if um, Richmond does continue to dominate and launch to a flag. If yeah. we're like... You know, 15 years from now, we're like, oh, wow, Richmond got really lucky those years because that's when the AFL was shit. Yeah, like, we look at the 2000s in the NBA and we're like, comparatively compared to the 90s and the 10s, shit, shit. Yeah. Shit basketball, not as good players, superstar wolves weren't as good, well, teams weren't as good. hand check rule and the different transition between and the Jordan that's and what it Kobe is. and LeBron era. Like, like, maybe it's the adjustment of the AFL rules that's made it a bit like this, mm. you know? Like, like maybe we've gone a bit further, like closer to what soccer is or something, and it's yeah. like anyone can just pop up and win it all of a sudden. Yeah. Whereas the NBA's kind of gone the total other way. So who knows? It, it's, I just thought about it earlier, and I thought it was something interesting to chat it about. It is definitely interesting. Mm. It's um, going to be very interesting to see how the rest of this season unfolds. Still... Uh, Quite a bunch of teams that are. Where do you think the gut off between the couple, the couple of spots outside the eight and inside? Sorry, yeah, go speaking on. of that, where do you think the cutoff for like people are saying probably the Dons years done? Like, but you look at they're on the same as they've one game, they've one and a half games outside, two games, one and a half games outside the eight. Like, you know, they could get there. Yeah, but absolutely. people are just like, oh, the year's gone. Like, where is the cutoff? Is it? I is think, it GWS. I think and, that and realistically, I think anyone. Um, from 12th and up can still make the finals. I think Frio's done. Frio's. Frio's the well, cut just the way after this season's gone, Frio's Well, done. we're three games now out of the eight. I think winning three games on the eight and the amount of talent on our list, etc., and who we've got coming up, not going to happen. Same, no, with the the bull- dogs, same with the Bulldogs who will blow us. Yeah. So, you know, there's still seven rounds of footy left. I know. That's, I, so I'm so confused that people are being like, Essendon is cut off, but do the Crows still have a chance? Like they're statistically, they've, they've got the same fucking. Well, part of the reason they're like, behind their, that cause is because Essendon's got a lot of injuries mounting. Like Stringer's sure. out for another month. He's been ruled out for a month. But still, Danaher's like still out. So yeah. they lost a lot of star power. I understand. But you're right. But logic, like logistically speaking, they're both sitting in the like same spot. There's a lot of teams sitting above them who are not that convincing. Still, you yeah. know, like you know. 
Sydney's fifth, which is bizarre to me a little bit, actually. Like, yeah. Considering uh, I tipped North to win the spoon and they're sitting ninth, that was a bit of a misfire. But I did say, I think the Giants are overrated and I wouldn't be surprised you, if they well, missed the finals. You, you, it wasn't probably that they were overrated. You just questioned their depth. I did say and that it, too, And yes. it, they're injured. They've got a lot of injuries and it's showing. Like it, You're right. Like Because their quality is as good as anyone. Like If they had a full, a full team, they're the yeah. best team in the comp probably. But you do have to wonder though. I get like if you look at the injuries they have suffered. If it was like if anyone loses their Kelly and Cameron and Toby Green, like yeah. you know that equivalent, yeah. then they're going to be pretty screwed. But yeah, I did call it. So yeah, at least I was right on one thing. Yeah, um, I was not right on my trade in choice this week Oof. with my AFL fantasy team. As I've already mentioned, uh, I flagged it. Said something was going to go wrong. Didn't know what was going to go wrong. But it was trading in Cade Simpson, yeah. who decided that he was just going to put his feet up and watch uh, the Blues-Lions contest. For fuck's sake. Yeah. I thought that I was going to be like really good. I was like, right, I'm starting to climb back up the rankings, but it wasn't meant to be. And you took Myacek 33? Nah, uh, that's yeah, my... Joel Smith. You're looking at my team at the moment uh, post-trade. So yeah, Joel Smith's 40... 54. Oh, 54 was what came in. So, you know, I can't really ask for much more than that. But yeah. it's a bit of a bummer considering the other well, bloke that I was considering bringing in was Dane Beams. So. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. But uh, you can't you can't really miss chances. You have to look ahead to the future. Look, I tweeted it on Sunday night. Well, Sunday night Australian time. So I can't even remember the equivalent. Oh, sorry, Toronto time. So I don't know the equivalent of Australian morning. Was. Probably it's Monday morning. Yeah. Sunday night here is Monday morning. Though. Yeah. Sorry, it is to Just add 12 hours now. Is it, uh, yeah, it is, sorry. Yep. For WA time. You're right. Carry on. As we were. Um, so, yes, I tweeted out and said that effectively, if Isaac Heaney gets up this week, then I have Heaney and Simpson coming basically as almost bonus trade-ins. Yeah, Because sure. I still have my trades this week, so I can do a... I'm probably going to stick with a traditional downgrade upgrade and get someone pretty decent. Nice. But, um, yeah, Simo and Isaac Heaney, who, by all reports, fingers crossed, should be good to play... Um, if I can get both of them on Two my ground, huge then back ins. Big ins. Yeah. Pretty much wraps up my forward line and my uh, defence at the moment. We, uh, there's a couple of trade ideas. I might keep Guelphie or Fritch in my forward line, but yeah. 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 Not too bad. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Considering right? my score was average, it's still uh, solid. My score. outlook is okay. You still were in the top 50,000 for. You're probably going to move up with that. You know? No. Well, actually, like you that. would move down, sorry. I would have moved up. Anyway, from 60,000th. Uh, I had a better week, mate. I brought in Paul Hearn. I brought in um, Abbott for the Geelong Ruckman to yeah. cover my my forward line because Heaney, Liam Ryan, That's a right. ton of blokes would, were missing. Yeah, you had me. like three or four. I would have only had five missions. on the field if I fielded yeah. the forward line I had. So That's I had right. to shift McInerney down to forward who gave me a 43, which wasn't great. But he uh, saw me do a bit of a double downgrade and grab a Hearn who had his 88 off the back of an 82. So he's, uh, he's adding value like a madman for me. So it's a good cash play in the end. And it, it's going to allow me plenty of flexibility this week, sort of springing in someone up forward, either, either Smith or Sicily or someone up back like Laird. So um, worth it in the end. Worked out well. Nice. Um, you still thinking of going a big dog this week, or are you thinking yeah, of getting yeah. a little bit uh, funky with well, the trades? Well, yeah, I could, uh, and it's probably that point in the year I, I should, but I, it's, I'm just looking at the way 
Sicily, Devin Smith and Roy Laird are playing. It's hard to not add one of those guys before I get a bit creative. So I think I'll go yeah, okay. I think I'll go a big dog. But what Fry's talking about is I've sort of been talking all week about good sort of downwards lateral moves. Yeah. So but perhaps in my midfield getting rid of Lockie Neal for Luke Shuey, who's worth 150 grand less at this point, yep. who probably is going to produce at the same level from here on out. Or a pretty pretty um, close to level. Yeah, I feel like there's there. a... Especially in that midfield slot where there's so many great players who can get you 100 on any given, da- uh, any given weekend. I think it's a probably a good opportunity for someone like me who's lacking some of those, you know, those uh, rookies who've added 300k and are worth about 400 who you can then jump into those elite players. Yeah. I don't have quite as many of, of those as you do, so I, I probably am going to need to to get a bit creative in that midfield and sure. downgrade to some good players who've just maybe had injuries and stuff like that. So. Yeah, well, I was looking at, you know, at the moment, I think... You know, Croziers and Dunkleys and guys yeah. who are worth... Dunkley, not a bad one, although the dogs have got a pretty rough run. Yeah, they do. Um, but as yeah, I'm as looking as at doing something similar. Tommy Cutler in your back line, maybe something yeah. different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at doing something similar, taking a bit of a gamble, roll on the dice, maybe getting dusty. Um, okay. And but probably, there's a perfect example. He's playing well. You know? Yeah, and I could and probably go Guelphy run. to Dusty, um, so I could keep Fritter. But Fritter scored, you know, three straight seventies, so it might be time to just use the cash that he's already made, and you know, get I'm finally able to get Gaffy this week, sure. or get Beams or Kelly or someone like that. So Same options. Yeah, got a lot of thinking to do uh, with a large fries and coke, but you know, pos- positive times could be worse. Hopefully, Isaac Heaney gets up. Yeah, um, that's the big one, really. I, that'll be what I'm watching all week until selection. I think I'll even s- even I'll, you got to listen to the whispers pre like just before selection because yeah. he might still be a half chance right. of missing. All signs are pointing to him playing. Um, he he's in, unfortunately playing on a Sunday, so we're not going to know the Sunday teams until like right. At least he's got like extra, extra day or two to yeah. recover. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be named. Would surprise me if he wasn't. Um, Thursday night game, last one of the year, I think, from memory. Okay. Um, Crows versus the Cats. Plenty of potential loophole uh, captains. I yep. think I'm going to go Rory Laird, give him a chance as my well. uh, loophole. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to be watching this game very intently because if Dangerfield doesn't fire again... He's got to go. I think he's got to go. Mate, he's, yeah, he's still got a bit of value, which is nice for a bloke who's averaging... Less than a hundred. So. Be interesting to see though, because next round we get our last batch of dual positioners, mm. new ones. Dave just been playing a lot forward. Everyone thought he was going to get it around twelve when he was playing a lot forward. Yep. So another reason I'll be closely watching this game is if he's playing a lot of time forward, then it could just lead to him taking up that last forward spot, and I turn him into you know swap him out for Fritch or Guelphy and 100%. turn one of those dudes into another midfielder. Yeah. Absolutely. That's when I get my Dusty or someone like that. So, yeah, very interesting indeed. There'll be, uh, I think the DPPs, the new ones, the dual positioners will drop uh, Sunday night, right. Aussie time. So pretty much straight after the footy finishes. So you can check them out. Um, I'm sure the Dream Team boys will talk a little bit more about we'll that throughout be, the week. Well, we'll be able to talk about we'll, them. I was just going to say, we'll touch on them um, Thursday on our trade video as well. Um, interesting summer league games coming up tonight. Couple of other uh, big dogs in action. You were talking, saying that the uh, centres and the 
the big men from this year's draft class are running amok early on. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really. I'm really excited to see what Kevin Knox does. Is he playing tonight? He should be, right? He played last night. Um, oh, how did he go? He was all right. I watched flashes of the game while I was editing the um, AFL fantasy video, and he looked fine. Not but, as good as the debut. No, I think he was. He was pretty athletic, like you know, putting down a couple of big dunks and flashing it all over the place. So sure. he was exciting a couple of people. I don't think he had as many points, but. Um, yeah, I've been on him for a while, so really interesting to see. Nuggets play the Bucks tonight, though, so maybe uh, we can watch Monte Morris do his thing. Yeah, it'd be inter- I'm always interested to see how those guys are going, but I'm not sure. I want to see Dante DiVincenzo um, play well, that's, as well. Yeah, but, but is he injured? I don't know if he's being held out or not. I saw him sitting on the bench for one of the Bucks games the other day. Um, but the game that I've got my eye on that starts about an hour and a half is the Magic versus the Suns. We get Bamba, we get Aiton, we get Jonathan Isaac. Big man. We get um, Josh Jackson. That'll be very interesting. So just quietly, those two teams, um, you know, everyone's been shitting on Orlando, but they might have just nailed that Jonathan Isaac pick if he starts to to develop. Definitely. He looked very smooth so far in his offensive game. So he's been putting in work. And like they said, he's put on a ton of muscle. So Yeah, I agree. Um, Interesting times. In the NBA, there's a bit of a power shift, but really does it all matter now that Boogie's gone to the Warriors? We, you will be following a lot of uh, basketball, but re- I don't think the regular season will matter for a lot. No. We, we didn't think it would this year, and it didn't, and it no. probably won't next year as well. No, it's all a bit of a formality at this point. Before we rack things up, uh, like I said, it was a massive weekend of sport. Um, I managed to watch the UFC main card, 226. <laughs> massive fight. Yeah, it was. Uh, Dan Cormier KOing Steve Miocic. You've been a... A UFC fan for a while? Huge. Yeah, well, I don't, like, actively follow it, but I love watching it, you know? And I, yeah. I understand, I have a decent understanding of what's sort of going on in the landscape. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm was... in a similar boat. I don't think my, uh, what's the word, following of the league stretches back as far as you, but yeah. I probably know a little bit about the current guys a little bit more. But, yeah, massive win for DC. Him versus Brock Lesnar will be uh, interesting to watch. Oh, absolutely. Must watch. You like, can't miss that. It's one, it's one. The first time since Connor that I've been like, I can't miss that fight. You yeah. Know? Which I was thinking earlier as well. I've just been jotting down ideas of things I want to talk about and at least like, and really dive into. Is it sort of to- a bit of a time to worry yeah. for the UFC or combat sports like because there's just no intrigue at the moment like there was a, that boom with the UFC yeah but it's like it's at a simmer right now is that like and and the boxing is like in a similar position so Brock Lesnar kind of said it himself he was like it's talking shit. about how That's shit right. the heavyweight division is That's right well I think it's kind of is I think there might be some a few questions that Dana Dana White needs to ask for the first yeah. time in a long time as well like it, it's sort of unfamiliar territory all of a sudden yeah so. watch this space um, something that has not been shit is this year's World Cup Whew. boy oh boy yeah. down to four we've got Belgium and England I think. This weekend, I think they play on Friday, okay. our time. Um, so that'll be awesome to watch. Uh, prediction for that one? Um, Belgium, England? Oh, it's, it's so hard to call. I, I kind of hope Belgium. Oh, uh, is it Belgium, England? Or is it... No, sorry. I think it's Belgium, France. Let me yeah, double it check. It's Belgium, France. It's Belgium, France, and France right? Croatia, England. That's right. right. So I want England to get up and then I'll back uh, Belgium and then hopefully... Probably go Belgium in the final with the way I would lean. But... Yep. Uh, Jeez, either way, there's there's enough teams in it who like I don't mind winning. I guess yeah. Croatia's the only one I'm not, I'm like I don't really want you to win because yeah, okay. it just feels like a team that's not 
doesn't really deserve to be winning a World Cup. You know? Fair. And yeah. so it's quite a Cinderella-y team, but that's, like, you don't feel like it's Cinderella-y enough. Enough, yeah. Like, something. Russia was, cin- like, that Cinderella, and they, yeah. you know, they fucking ruined it. So, yeah. fuck them. I reckon uh, England will get over Croatia. I'm going to tip France over Belgium, and then England um, will lose to France. I've got France winning it all. France winning it all. That's okay. my guess. Yeah. Um, couple of birthday shout-outs, just to finish up. Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. uh, pretty prominent character. Happy birthday, Tommy Hanks. Mr. OJ Simpson. It's his uh, birthday today. Yeah. Uh, I won't say happy birthday, but he's uh, definitely a car- colourful character in uh, the sporting world. Yeah. Another one of our uh, <laughs> all-time favourites, Nick Coletti. Oh, fuck yeah. The man himself. So uh, I can't remember how old he is turning, but... He must be about our age. I like... think it was like 26, 27. Probably even, I would have said he's likely younger. Maybe. He's, sorry, Coletti, if I got it wrong. He's but... a funny man. Yep, that is uh, another Monday. Sit down this time, done and dusted. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining, J-Lo. Another problem, man. Very interesting to see uh, how the Bucks, pan, uh, the Bucks Nuggets game pans out tonight. And then, yeah, big week of AFL Fantasy Trades before we launch into round 17. Um, stay glued to Sports by Fry. A couple of other uh, big things in the works. Some exciting times ahead at Sports by Fry. Um, probably got a pretty big announcement next Sunday sit down or next podcast maybe even before so yeah stay glued to uh, all the social media Sports by Fry channels for that Um, otherwise thanks for listening until next time peace